0: There's a reason Bowling Green State University is ranked number one in Ohio for student experience. Our in-demand degrees and life design program prepares students for their first career and their next. With an unparalleled support system at a national research university, BGSU offers an unrivaled experience, all on a vibrant campus in one of America's best college towns. It's also why Bowling Green State University is the number one school in the Midwest that students would choose again for the fourth year in a row.
1: Need quality and accessible health care at a minimal cost? Get Antidote Health. We offer individual and family plans with zero co-pays for online doctor visits 24-7, pediatric visits, mental health care, and more. Some plans even have a cash-back benefit, and you'll get access to top-tier providers like Cleveland Clinic. Open enrollment has started, so sign up today at antidotehealth.com. Start. Dollar copays and cashback not available on all services or prescription drugs. Consult your plan for more information.
0: You are now listening to the Going Deep Podcast with your hosts, Kevin Massari and Mike Bunt. Live from the Cover One Sports Network, here we go. Welcome into another edition of the Going Deep Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Masseri, here with Mike Bunt. We're going to go through our 53-man roster projection. As I've said all month, this is one of our favorite shows, as Mike and I will have. Probably very similar, but still yet many people to discuss We'll talk about what we saw from the preseason game to wrap this thing up. And then also we're excited for next week's show uh, to go over cut down day special next
2: Tuesday, one week away from cut down day. Mike, how are you feeling about the preseason so far? I was feeling a little bit better before last Saturday, but I'm still not that down about uh, the performance on Saturday. Just a preseason game, not something to get all worked up about, but excited for this show, Kevin. This is always one of our, uh, most our funnest shows of the year and there's going to be a lot of things happening between now uh, and the next few weeks before the start of the regular season so can't get uh, can't wait to get this started and uh, then we also have some big news about a new addition to our Going Deep podcast team that we'll announce at some point during the show tonight.
0: Yeah I'm getting getting pretty pretty excited first off Mike it's it's one week away from My favorite day of the year. There's going to be 1,200 free agents on the market. Lots to discuss there next week. Will there be a mini trade frenzy uh, in six to seven days? That could happen too. We were talking about that a little bit earlier today. So there is much to still be discussed uh, across the entire roster. And, you know, it's going to be really fun. And we do want to shout out to our new producer, Kevin Sayer. He's coming over from Buffalo Fanatics. We're excited to have him taking over for old producer AJ. So we'll have Kevin uh, up and up and at it here working behind the scenes but you know we'll see him as early as next week uh here on the show so we're pretty excited for that news so a uh, special shout out to kevin and uh, you know excited to see his written work throughout the cover one sports network but mike long show we got stuff to talk about don't need to beat around the bush uh you know we're gonna kick this thing off and then we're gonna probably put out graphics later you guys can vote on who you think uh, has a better roster projection Mike or myself, will Mike get a Bobby Hart this year or not? We'll uh, we'll have to see if he can if he can hit one of these sleepers in this year's 53 man projection. We only do this once. I'm not going to edit it. I'm not going to change it. Uh, 24 hours before, I'm not going to alter it. These are who I'm uh, who I believe will make the roster. And same thing with Mike. Mike. I mean, we're going to start right at the top with quarterback. I mean, you know, there could be some interesting discussion here. Would have been a little bit more interesting probably next uh, last week. We might have had some differences and been able to uh, talk about this position a little bit more. But bouncing it over to you, Mike, let's start, start with you and how many quarterbacks and who do you have making the roster at the end of the day uh, a week from today?
2: Yeah, this is a pretty easy one. This is going to be two quarterbacks. It's going to be the Allens, uh, Josh and Kyle, uh, with Matt Barkley most likely being a practice squad uh, addition. A week ago, people wanted to see Barkley with an opportunity with the twos, We saw that last Saturday. Now we understand why he's a practice squad quarterback at this point of his career. I think this one is pretty cut and dry unless there's some surprise quarterback that gets cut that uh, seemingly wants to come to Buffalo to back up, Josh. That's better than what Kyle Allen is.
0: Yeah, all we can do is project for today. And I do believe there is a scenario you could see that. I do believe there is a situation where a quarterback could come in and maybe – you know, uh, earn, earn themselves a job. Will they start on the practice squad? We have that elbow injury from Matt Barkley. It's said to be minor um, at this stage. Will, will that be enough to even roster him still? Will he be you know, on IR? It's just like some player coach. There's much that could happen there with Matt Barkley. Um, and will someone come in to compete, uh, in, at least to the practice squad to start with uh, pressing Kyle Allen? It's, it's, it's very possible. I don't think it's crazy. Assume the bills will be out there looking at the quarterback market, uh, but yeah, it's all but sealed. It's Allen and Allen, uh, at this stage, uh, going forward. But I don't know that that's for sure locked. It is a position I'm looking at at least a little bit, uh, in one week from today to see cuts around the league to see if the bills are minorly interested. If there's a low end trade target that they could they think would be up an upgrade, they can stick some salary with the team. It's still an interesting position to monitor as backup quarterback at one point this offseason was the talk of the town. So we'll see how that plays out right now. Mike and I agree uh, with the quarterback room, but um, I'm not overly optimistic um, at that unit. But I do believe that something is added. I, I think I'm not crazy to the practice squad. The Bills will go outside of the organization to add their. So on my practice squad 16, I do have one quarterback spot. Matt Barkley versus the entire cut field. So we'll see uh, as that develops uh, in a week from today. But, Mike, we're going we're gonna to move on to the running back room on this one. Could this get
2: interesting? I'm not sure. I'm going to bounce it to
0: Mike to see uh, what, what he's got going on in his running back room.
2: So right now I have three running backs. I have the three that you would expect, James Cook, Damian Harris, Latavius Murray. Jordan Mims has been impressive in the preseason so far, so I think he's going to be a practice a squad addition uh, for this team. What's really interesting is Ty Johnson signing with the Bills uh, today. Now, what is Ty Johnson's role going to be? It's a little bit late to expect him to be part of uh, the roster early on in the season. But we're talking about uh, a guy that has uh, played in the NFL and has had some success to a certain degree. Uh, Not a star or anything like that, but a guy that has uh, produced at the NFL level. So could he be a surprise fourth running back uh, on this roster? I think it's possible but I'm not going to include that uh, in my roster projection today I'm going to leave both of them on the outside although I am curious how if that was just a a move for this preseason game on Saturday just get through that game or if that's a move with longer term implications for the rest of the season who do you
0: do you have do you just have names going through to the practice squad or what do you what do you see happening behind those three
2: well for my I'm More guessing when it comes to practice squad, but for my practice squad, I had Johnson and Mims on the practice squad.
0: You have Johnson and Mims on the practice squad. Okay, that makes sense. Um, So if you look for me, I think that Johnson's an interesting ad. They're waiting for him to rehab from that pectoral injury. He's been relatively healthy in his career. Uh, His advanced metrics are pretty good. Uh, You know, if you go by PFF score, that's pretty good. Uh, he was he's I've been told that he's a really good pass blocker. He sticks in there uh, and makes pass uh, and is really good at protecting his quarterback has elite uh, an elite Raz. Um, so there's definitely some, and, you know, he's not tiny, you know, He's medium sized back uh, with speed. So that's an interesting play at this point. I do believe it's more of a reflection that it's probably Darrington Evans uh, just didn't take over the job. Um, you know, Ty Johnson returned a few kicks in his career You know, he does maybe five kicks per year Roughly on average So he isn't foreign to him I do think he, they brought him in To get him into the acclimation to the system now I do think he goes right to the practice squad I think that there, uh, he, there's plans for him I don't think they signed him now He's, you know, got a little bit of interesting past uh, He's played in this league He's been good for the Jets So I do believe that he's going right to the practice squad As good depth with Mims I have those two on the practice squad as well but for right now, Mike and I take another uh, pass. We take a push. I have the same three running backs making the roster uh, at this stage. But still another room the Bills could be sneaking around at, though. I'm not convinced that they won't make another. They've had four running backs. Usually it's it's Tywan Jones or somebody else. But they have had moments where they do roster four. Yes, one would be inactive. Uh, but for now, I think it's Ty Johnson. He's going to the practice squad. Uh, and if he shows that he can do what they need him to do, I would not be shocked by a couple elevations. And then if that works out, a full promotion to the roster. So he is probably going to take that. But I like what I've seen from Mims so far. Not quite on Black Shear's level as last year. But Mims has shocked, uh, surprised, um, and I would not be shocked to see an elevation from him at some point somewhere along the way uh, this season with some of the two practice elevations that they get and 16 practice squad players. They can keep as many as six uh, veterans of any stature because of COVID, uh, the COVID rules on the roster with no uh, year service limitations. Uh, Mims wouldn't be one of them. He'd be a UDFA. Uh, Ty Johnson would would qualify into someone that has over two years of accumulated service. Mike, uh, so we keep it we keep it going, uh, and we're gonna go to you know a probably a little bit more fun of a unit, and we're gonna stick it to receiver. For now, we're going to get it going. We're going to get started early. Will there be any Going Deep podcast drama? I'm not sure Mike and I will have a difference here yet, uh, but we'll have to see what his projections are and maybe toss us some names they'd like to see uh, make it through waivers.
2: Yeah, so this is the the first position where I thought maybe we could have uh, some disagreement, this or tight end. I, I know we've had some, some talks about privately over the last couple of weeks. I'm still sticking with the six that I thought – going into training camp uh, and going into the preseason. Uh, obviously, Diggs, Davis, uh, then Sherfield. now, I, I believe, has shown that he's probably your number three wide receiver on the squad based on what he did in training camp, which was a surprise mm-hmm. to me. I never expected him to be uh, that high on this depth chart, but uh, he's earned it with the way he's played so far. I'd put Hardy four, Shakir five, and then Justin Shorter six. After the strong performance, and I, I never really thought Shorter was in any jeopardy to begin with. But the whole conversation would be, is there a spot for Andy Isabella to make it? Now, heading into camp, heading into uh, the first couple of preseason games, I would have said no chance uh, that Andy Isabella could have made this team. But uh, he looks solid against the Colts. It's clear that the coaching staff wanted to give him an opportunity on special teams this week to show if he could add value uh, in that scenario. I think he did enough to catch their eye in a manner where, if even if he doesn't make this roster, they want to keep him on this practice squad uh, as someone that they could call up in case of an injury or activate him to uh, the roster if there is uh, someone that has to uh, miss time due to uh, injury concerns or anything like that. But I don't think he's done enough. To actually make this roster, there's a lot of uh, tough decisions near the bottom, and I just don't think keeping seven wide receivers is really the best use of uh, your resources at this time. When you do have other positions that are going to be uh, more important, that are going to make more of an impact. I will say this: he he got second team gunner um, reps during the preseason game against Pittsburgh. Uh, as Joe Marino pointed out, he had uh, some good uh, he had a good rep against the Steelers on Saturday doing exactly that. But with some of the guys ahead of him, I don't think he's going to jump to make the roster.
0: Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a little bit more an interesting late push for Shorter to make sure his position is secured on the roster. I do think he did enough. I do think he showed that big body frame in the red zone. I do think it'd be interesting to see him active on game days in in his gunner reps as well. I was getting gunner one reps. So I think that that's a pretty, pretty, locky style of of game he had of all the, you know, we talk about, you know, the first quarter was not ideal. The rest of the game was fine, Mike. um You know, the rest of the game was about what you're looking for. The first quarter was, was mashed with penalties. It was mashed with calls. It shouldn't have made putting in the bills in, you know, second and 30, third and 39. I mean, just, just situations where you're going to run up the middle, like you're losing rep valuable reps. Uh, I wouldn't have liked to see them make some of those calls early on in that game, especially. Uh, and then you have, Um, you know, a receiver from the Steelers blocking into the end zone, then turning around to catch the ball, textbook offensive pass interference, not called doesn't really matter for the score purposes, but it does matter for critical and vital reps. You're not looking to have those guys do up downs, go back to the bench, get up, go down, get up, get down. Um, You know, it's similar to like a starting pitcher or relief pitcher in baseball. There is something to that. So they were definitely not going to push the reps uh, that I think that the, the, um, the reps stole from the bills in that game. Nonetheless, the receiver position is agreed upon by me. I do agree with Mike's six selections there. I thought that that was steady since OTAs. That's why I have actually have no movement. I almost made a move to my lineup, uh, to my receiver lineup at one point this offseason, just as recently as a week or two ago. But actually, I had no move since the spring uh, to my receiver unit. I think that's the six that they're going to bring in. I do believe Andy Isabella is going to be to the practice squad. Uh, I do think that that's fairly lucky. Uh, to, to send him two to the practice squad. Um, so behind that, though, I think you know they're probably going to keep a younger player. I think they'll have two. Will it be like I a think P. Tyrell Shaver?
2: I, I, I think, I think has a good chance of being on the practice squad. I, I know he had the few drops in the the Colts preseason game, but he also showed a little bit. Um, the, he had a nice touchdown grab, obviously wide open. It was it was a great call play um, play call. I mean. And then he had the, the pass interference committed against him when he was breaking deep. So I think Shavers is intriguing because we've heard a lot about him being a talented gunner as well. And then his height and some of what he could uh, bring to the table. Not that he would ever really uh, make an impact in games, but I do think he has some developmental attributes that are intriguing.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's probably the route they'll go. Would, would I prefer them go the route of, like, a Patman, Keyshawn Johnson, who has been getting a lot of special teams reps per his um, special teams counts? I'd be a little bit more interested in that route, but I get it. I'm not going to fight too much about the practice squad receiver. Uh, I, do, I do think it's probably Isabella and Shavers at this stage, but wouldn't be shocked if one of those bigger, taller guys that had played pretty well um, throughout this eight-man or Patman R one, a third receiver added to this. But for right now, in my sixteen-man projection, I just have the two receivers going through to the practice squad. One of your vets being used on Andy Isabella and a standard UDFA and Tyrell Shavers, uh, Mike. So we're gonna go to the fun part. We're gonna go to mm-hmm. tight end now. We don't have any disagreements yet. It's disappointing. I'm disappointed in myself, um, but after the fair. The fair nature of those 11 players we both selected, I don't know where the difference would have came unless one of us was really adamant on a free agent quarterback, which wouldn't have been a terrible thing because I think that's still possible, but we both have the same 11 to this point and we're going to tight end. and We'll probably have almost very similar here, but Mike, let's hear your tight ends. We're going to assume for purposes of this discussion that Gilliam is in the tight end room. Uh, I do think that that's generally, at least this year where the majority uh, at least over 50% of his snaps might come
2: from. So th- this is where we might have a, a disagreement at the tight end position. We'll, like you said, count Gilliam as a tight end for, for this show. And it, it, this must be disappointing for you so far that we've been on the same page because I know you value yourself as the sane, rational one of uh, the, the person of the show while I'm the, the out there crazy one. Uh, so the fact that we're on the same page uh, has to be, Has to be a tough pill to swallow early on, but uh, I will say with the tight end room, we obviously know Dawson Knox, Kincaid, or Locks. And then the question is, what about the guys behind? Uh, They brought in some uh, intriguing prospects this year with uh, Wilson and Sternberger. Some people were wondering if they could push uh, for one of the lower end depth spots at at tight end. I have both Gilliam and Quinton Morris making this roster, I, uh, I I know Morris is probably one of those last guys on to make this team, in my opinion, but I believe he will make it because of the the fact that they're going to be running more 12 personnel this year. They need backups in case anything happens. I know uh, we've been saying a lot in the offseason, if there's an injury to Kincaid or if there's an injury to mm-hmm. Knox, that could change up their entire scheme and how they attack opposing defenses. But I do think that they need uh, depth just in case. I know Morse isn't a high-end player, but he's now entering his third year with this organization, came in as a UDFA. They spent a year developing him. They select- They kept him last year over OJ Howard. I believe they think he has uh, attributes that-, that you can work with that provide quality depth. I know he didn't uh, play on special teams, on Saturday against the Steelers, but without Knox in that game, they needed him to play uh, more time with the ones. I think that might've been uh, as much of a reason as it was just to test out other players uh, and and special teams to see what some other guys could uh, potentially provide that are fighting for spots on this roster. But at this point, I think with what he brings from a depth and a special teams manner, uh, he will likely be on this roster. I would say uh, 85% shot at this point, just because he is someone that does contribute on special teams. He's not someone that uh, is strictly a tight end. So while I'm intrigued by Sternberger and and Wilson, and could there be uh, another blocking style tight end that could add to this roster after cutdown day? Definitely. But going into cutdown day, I think he's part of this team.
1: Israel is 5,690 miles away from the U.S., 11 hours by plane. Hate travels faster, in a comment, in a post, in a second. Jewish hate is up 388% in the U.S. Black hate, Muslim hate, and Asian hate are up too. When one hate rises, they all do. Let's stand up to all hate together. Share and wear the blue square from StandUpToJewishHate.org.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because I look at this unit as a redundancy uh, with what some issues that the team had last year and why they couldn't run twelve personnel. Yes, OJ Howard was a flop. We've talked, we with everyone just kind of ends it there in discussions, and that's true. I mean, he came in; he actually made decent money. Um, you know, w- enough money to where you would have thought he would have been part of not only just being in on certain packages, but was making enough money to contribute. Uh, to actually be a part of this offense, came in, just didn't really have a very good uh, preseason at all. Make, not even making the original roster. Um, that's that's was was challenging to the bills. They didn't go out and weren't able to to find a suitable replacement for him last year, including Quentin Morris. I think he's an okay receiving tight end. He comes from my heralded Mac. Uh, you know the bills ro- could roster two tight ends again from the Mac um, that they you know they like the grit, they like the special team's ability. Um, the entire starters played this week, uh, against the Steelers, but Quentin Morris didn't see any special team snaps. You had snaps from Neil. You had snaps from shorter. You had snaps from all of the special teamers team, special teamer ones. Quentin Morris didn't have any. Um, so it wasn't a situation of resting your players. He got exposed on a naked boot. Um, you know, and for two weeks ago, also got beat again with Josh. Uh, I I don't know how willing they are to roster him. If if they do what roster Quentin Morris, it's because they want him uh, short-term or they want to get him through to the practice squad, in my opinion. His contract still has no dead money. It's written very much in terms of a practice squad contract. I don't know how big his – mark. I know for some reason he actually has a good standing in Buffalo um, in terms of Bills fans, um, but I don't think he'd get claimed with his 60 receiving yards. Uh, I'm not overly concerned with that at all. And if he does, I don't know how, how upset I am that now you have Joel Wilson on the practice squad instead. Uh, but anyways, I don't have him making the roster. I have Sternberger on the roster today. I think he presents the team a little bit more of everything. I don't know, even if either or makes the roster, I think that there is still a chance they go out and, and, and claim someone at that position specifically and or could make a move and wouldn't be shocked to roster three tight end. Honestly, uh, if Gilliam is, is on the roster, be what you should be would not be shocked to see just three for now and have tight ends on the practice squad either. Maybe. Um, so I'm not, it's not that I'm necessarily I liked what I've seen from Sternberger. I think that he does a specific thing well, uh, but maybe neither of them make it. I do have him just due to the, the 12 personnel that they're going to run. I do have Sternberger on the roster right now, but I think either one is very, very, very fringe and would get caught at the first sign or if the bills need to go in the, the bag of tricks that save a roster spot, they could try to push both of these guys through to the practice squad. And that's where I'm going to put Morris for now. He's going to my pra- uh, my practice squad as yeah. a priority practice squad member.
2: And I and I wouldn't be against that. It's not like I'm sold that you need to have Morris on, on this Bills roster. I'm just not there with Sternberger yet. The fact he's playing late into these contests while Morris is uh, starting when uh, Dawson Knox is out is pretty revealing to me. Uh, I think we've, we've, Learned enough from McDermott and how he handles the preseason that uh, the fact that Sternberger's playing in the fourth quarter, playing late in the second half of these games probably means it's an uphill battle for him to make the roster. I do have Sternberger on the practice squad uh, for my practice squad, and I even think a guy like uh, Wilson could be a practice squad guy, too. Just you think about his original deal um, this offseason, not with the Bills, but before he uh, was let go for his physical He had one of the higher guaranteed uh, salaries coming out as a UDFA. So he was a valued tight end prospect among the UDFA uh, group. So Wilson could be a guy that um, potentially could hang on as a developmental guy. And at the end of the day, if if Morris isn't on the team, I'm not going to be, like I said, upset. But I do think the Bills coaching staff has shown that they still do value him uh, based on where he's playing in these preseason games and based on how much he does typically uh, contribute on special teams.
0: That makes a lot of sense, Mike. I'm with you. Uh, I do think that the path is more likely. I'm using a a placeholder tight end spot. I do think they'll want someone there, but if they get into a roster crunch in a position where they don't know if they need to go lean here, I think that they still could uh, and use Gilliam where necessary and call up. They have these two columns, so they're not going to be overly concerned probably with anyone from this unit getting claimed. I also have Wilson. He had a $90,000 UDFA contract and 12 touchdowns in college. Uh, he was definitely – you're right. He was more decorated uh, than people think. And guess where he played, Mike? Where where do you think he played? CMU, babies. Um, the max A third Mac tight end in the room. Interesting. Starts to become a trend after a few players. Is there something they like out of tight end out of this conference? Maybe they receive particularly well. Antonio Gates,
2: another tight end from the Mac. Might not play tight end in college, but –
0: yeah, I mean, he, he did. He, I mean he was pretty good. 82 catches for 874 yards and 12 touchdowns across four seasons. He's shown to be a pretty decent developmental. I liked what I saw on a play um, from him last game. And then the two catches for 44 yards from Sternberger, he shows he's got some rack. The Bills have been looking for rack, but they also want that rack with somebody that can block. I'm putting Sternberger on the roster. They love the XFL and US, uh, USFL. They continue to sign players from those uh, spring leagues, and they're continuing to do it still. Um, as we speak, uh, bringing in a linebacker from the USF, uh, USFL. So I don't think that um, they take for granted those spring conferences um, very much. So I, I'm, I'm putting Sternberger on the roster for now. We'll see what develops. I don't think Morris – I certainly don't think Morris is a lock, but I would not be shocked by both Sternberger and Morris going to the practice squad and or one with Joel Wilson. But for now, I have Morris and Wilson – on my practice squad, as I think that that's that's a good way to do it, Mike. All right. Um, You know, really only one, still only one main difference so far. Neither of us seem too, too crazy. I think Mike saw the light with Morris over the last couple of games. He was was approaching roster status, admittedly, on my end. And I was just reminded of it in the preseason games. I was reminded that he can receive. He was a converted receiver, uh, Bowling Green. And it's a shortcomings with blocking. Now the redundancy with Kincaid. Um, how long will he stay on the roster? Even if he makes the original fifty three, will be something I'm keeping my eye on. Anyways, so uh, to the O line unit to wrap up offense uh, as we get halfway through the show here, Mike. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Please smash the like button here. We'll see if Mike and I have any differences. It got a little bit a little bit more interesting um after a couple of these tackle injuries I think it kind of cleaned some stuff up there's really only like a battle or two left here going on but Mike I'm gonna bounce it over to you how many offensive linemen and which ones are you keeping uh and which ones are you hoping make it through to the Bill 16 man practice squad
2: yeah so I have nine for a second I was thinking do I should I have 10 and then I ultimately decided against that uh just due to the players that were remaining at that point in time. This is one where, if you would have asked me this two weeks ago, there would have been a much different answer. Uh, prior to the preseason games, uh, mm-hmm. obviously horrible news with Tommy Doyle uh, over the weekend. He's going to miss it another, uh, miss another season. Um, so that's that's just awful news for him. But even the the shell news of him retiring, you uh, figured that maybe he realized he didn't have a shot at the starting position or that maybe even the depth players behind him were coming for his job. Well, now two guys that you figured were going to be part of the mix uh, or at least fighting for a final spot on the line are out of the equation now, which really opens things up. Uh, We'll start with the starters. Pretty simple uh, here. Dion McGovern, Mitch Morris, Osiris Torrance, Spencer Brown. They're all locks. That's going to be your starting line left to right. Uh, Then I'll go uh, from there, Ryan Bates, he's obviously going to be your, your primary backup at the guard spots and at center. Uh, David Edwards, uh, he can fill in at either guard spot. Um, so he's probably your, your seventh man on the line. After yeah. there, I have Ryan Van, Den, uh, Van Denmark and David uh wrapping it up. I, I know Quessenberry was falling down the depth chart uh, heading into training camp, but after you have – two tackles basically taken out of the equation um, in training camp, it opens up a spot for him where they're going to value his veteran presence and he's going to make this team. And Ryan Van Denmark uh, has been impressing so far during training camp. Not a name that I was really uh, aware of heading into the summer, but uh, by all accounts, he's played his way into uh, this roster bubble scenario uh, and with some of the, the guys gone from the competition, I, I think he, he has a good chance of making this team right now. Now there, there was two players. I was thinking about uh, that. I ultimately decided to cut uh, in this scenario. Number one is Alec Anderson. Uh, it may be a name not too familiar with uh, most bills fans, but he can be a backup uh, center or guard uh, from UCLA, was on the Bills practice squad last year. Uh, Bills were really high on him uh, in his development last year uh, in camp, and they actually, I believe, activated him to the 53 for one of the games late in the season. Didn't, didn't play, wasn't um, part of the, the game day roster, but normally a sign that they, they liked what they were seeing from him throughout the season. I think Anderson has a chance uh, to possibly be on this roster uh, in the future if he continues moving in the right direction. And then your favorite guy, Kev, you're going to love that I even mentioned him, uh, I, I, Richard Garage. I, I, I don't think he's roster material at this time, but by most reports, he's, he's had a solid training camp, and I think he's pretty much a lock at this point for the, for the practice squad unless someone claims him. So I would say Alec Anderson and Richard Garage would be the lower-end guys that uh, will be practice squad locks going forward.
0: So very similar. I think we even have the same eight to start with. Uh, So there's not too much to talk about the starters. You know, I think Edwards and Bates are really solid. The interior line has played well all preseason. Uh, You know, it's overdrawn this offensive line discussion because we saw a couple of weird sloppy quarter one plays with officials getting them in third and 29s and and, and second and 25s and uh, situations uh, in one quarter of football. Um, you know, you put on Spencer Brown's film and he looked all right throughout much of that game. They were practicing on different things throughout the game. Um, you know, it's not always like a cohesive, you know, we're going to chip block against one of the best defensive ends in the league in uh, in TJ Watt. And when you saw with uh, Alex Highsmith as well. So I don't know how bad the offensive line has played. It was eighth best pass blocking uh, per PFF in the preseason a week, too. So, I mean, I think we're getting a little bit crazy with this, like trying to manifest Spencer Brown being bad. Um, I don't think that that's fully transparent and fully true. McDermott himself has mentioned the solid play, of the young of the young tackles. Um, and mentioned Quisenberry and the two young guys uh, who you, you know, you've mentioned Vandemark and garage would be the two tackles that I do believe uh, would qualify for this, but we have the same seven. I really think that the Bates and Edwards additions are solid depth. They both been good. They both add, uh, if someone needs to come in, Ryan Vandemark's plays his way onto this roster between shell and the Doyle, uh, unfortunate Doyle incident, um, he has played his way onto this roster. There's no doubt about it. And then the bigger decisions, do they go with the veteran in Quesenberry, who is actually the one that got beat pretty bad on the Barkley fumble, or do they go with a young upstart in Richard Garage? And I'm going Richard Garage. I've preached his uh, praise all offseason. It would be disingenuous to not put him on my roster. I do think he's done enough, and what helped him were the two people in front of him, um, You know, one IR and one retirement. I think that he's right there, as you mentioned, for the roster I don't think you need to expose him to waivers. Not that you're overly worried, but I think that having him develop there um, means you don't necessarily need to have a tackle on the practice squad either, because you have him and Vandy uh, both on the roster behind your starters. And, you know, you're, you know, does Vandenmark win that job? Do you you need a vet on the practice squad? I'm going to put Quezonberry as a vet practice squad member on my practice squad right now, just to have him. I don't think there's any reason to worry about him. Um, you know, at this stage in his, and he just hadn't played, he doesn't play very good. Uh, so I think him and Mike Butker will be two guys that they try to stash to their practice squad. It could potentially see a trade out of this unit uh, as well. But Mike and I only have two differences on the offense. He has Quezon and Barry and Morris. I have Sternberger and garage Sternberger slash potential UDFA slash neither of them. Um, I think would be an interesting way to put that tight end room, Mike. So how are you feeling about that tight end or excuse me about that um, offense. We got Allen, Allen Cook, uh, Harris, Murray. Um, we have Diggs, David Sherfield Shakir, Hardy, Shorter, Knox, Kincaid, Gilliam, Sternberger, Slash Morris, uh, Dawkins, McGovern, Morris, Torrance, Brown, Edwards, Bates, Vandemark, and Quisenberry slash Garage. How does that? How are you feeling about um, the uh, Bills offense?
2: I love it, man. I, I, I like this this offensive unit that I picked for. Uh, for the Bills in 2023, the offensive line is not going to be as bad as what most fans are talking uh, no. about right now. Especially it, interior. A, the yeah. whole discussion uh, the past few days is that they're trash once again, that we need to panic, that we need to be concerned. I'm just not there. Uh, I am concerned about Spencer Brown. I, I'm not going to lie. Like I'm not 100% confident in him going forward. But I will acknowledge going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers D-line is a tough challenge for almost any tackle in this league. Uh, So it's not like he had an an easy assignment on Saturday. But if you go left to right, uh, i always confident in Deion Dawkins. I know some people have been pointing out that he struggled against Pittsburgh and that he looks out of shape. I, I, quite frankly, don't think that's 100% fair to him. Deion Dawkins has at times um, not had the best – preseasons. He's been called out a couple times in uh, previous preseasons by the fan base. And when he performs in the regular season, he's an above average left tackle almost every year. So I'm confident once the season starts, we're going to get solid performances from Dion once again. Mm -hmm. Connor McGovern is solid at left guard. He's one of the better pass protecting uh, left guards in the game. Mitch Morse, you know what you're going to get from him as long as he's healthy if he does go down with an injury, you know Ryan Bates is a solid backup uh, at the center position. Osiris Torrance has been probably the story of the the preseason outside of Dalton Kincaid. The fact that he has really stepped up uh, in his reps at right guard. to the, the fact that he's basically ended this competition in mid-August, which is a shocker to, I think, most fans uh, that he's going to end up winning this Right guard spot so convincingly, and then Brown. We'll see. Uh, I, I know Saturday was not pretty, but during the the regular season, when they're game planning, when they uh, are preparing for opponents, it's going to be a much different story. You can give them help. You can you can find ways to reduce the the liability that some fans think he will be. I think at the end of the day, this is going to be an average offensive line. I think the addition of Kincaid will make the weapons. Uh, strong And I like what the run game will provide in the red zone now that they have guys like Damian Harrison, Latavius Murray to finish things inside the 20. So I, I, I think this is a top five offense once again, with the potential of being even better uh, inside the 20 in the red zone.
0: OK, there you have it. Now we're going time to get into the defense. Uh, that is our offense. Mike and I both have 24. So that means we have 26 defensive players coming at you just out of raw math. Um, so we'll, we'll see if Mike and I have many differences here as we dive into, uh, the defensive side of the ball. So that should be, you know, that's a fun unit. I think that there's going to be much talked about there. Could there be any trades coming from that? I don't think it's crazy. Brandon being likes to acquire his compensation style picks this way. Uh, with trades, especially with the 1200, uh, 1200 cuts coming. Could there be trade from the defensive unit? We'll have to find out, uh, coming from Mike and myself here shortly, But we appreciate our show sponsor, Underdog Fantasy, sponsored by Cover One. Get out there, match $100 of your first deposit. We run best ball leagues all the time. Super fun fantasy league. One of my favorite things to do is get into a best ball league. You don't have to set your lineup. Uh, You get into a league of your choice. Uh, You make your draft selection, which is everyone, let's be honest, the draft is the funnest part. So Underdog Fantasy will let you do best ball, which is one of my favorite things to do. And select your team and the highest scoring players make your starting lineup. Check out Underdog Fantasy. Use promo code COVER1 to match $100 on your first deposit. Uh, Mike, defense time, defensive end time. We had some – now, we did have quote-unquote Eric Washington again today. Uh, we talked about this last time Eric Washington spoke. I think it's for sure solidly the pseudo defensive coordinator by by stature, by press conference. The, the, voice,
2: the voice of the defense. When, when yeah. you have a coach – Speaking about the defense, it's going to be Eric Washington on the coordinator day, whenever they have the press conferences and the media involved.
1: Israel is 5,690 miles away from the U.S., 11 hours by plane. Hate travels faster, in a comment, in a post, in a second. Jewish hate is up 388% in the U.S. Black hate, Muslim hate, and Asian hate are up too. When one hate rises, they all do. Let's stand up to all hate together. Share and wear the blue square from StandUpToJewishHate.org. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, we were talking about it. Like what will happen here? It does seem like he is an acting defensive coordinator, maybe with defensive rooms or in certain situations or press conferences. And it does seem to be as much. Now he went up and talked about his D-line unit, Mike, and had some interesting things to say. Will that change Mike's Ross projections Uh, said Cameron Klein's been really good. He also mentioned the strength of a guy that he really likes in Kingsley. Jonathan It's going to be really hard to keep Kingsley off the roster. Um, Interesting comments to talk that way about fringe players who you're probably hoping to get through to your practice squad. Both of them are my two practice squad guys. Um, But I don't, I mean, that made me think twice about that's really interesting praise for guys. You you know, you're hoping the league doesn't claim. They both had really solid preseason. Cameron Klein really popped to me. Um, and so did Kingsley Jonathan. Mike, let's hear your defensive end projections. What do you got um, and why?
2: So Washington didn't change my opinions on Kingsley Jonathan and Cameron Klein. I think both of those are guys that you're going to most likely get on your practice squad, although it is fair to mention Kingsley Jonathan did get claimed last year. Uh, He was with the Bills in the summer and then was claimed off the, the, the roster. So uh, Jonathan was a guy that other teams in the NFL have already shown interest in the past, but still came back to Buffalo when it was all said and done. Defensive end room, I find interesting because we're assuming that Von Miller is going to be on the pup list to start the year. So that means we're going to have one more guy in this room than what we're probably going to see uh, during the middle of the season. Once Von comes back, It's likely one of these guys is going to either be cut, uh, released, or maybe even demoted to the practice squad, depending on the situation. So your locks at this point are obviously Greg Rousseau, Leonard Floyd, A.J. Epineza. Those are your three locks. You you know those are members of your team come September. I have Boogie Basham making it and then Shaq Lawson rounding out my five in the defensive end room. I do believe if Von Miller was healthy – and Vaughn was part of the equation right now, that Shaq Lawson would not be on this roster at the beginning of the regular season and that they would choose Boogie Basham over Shaq Lawson. The fact that Boogie was a second-round pick, that they would still want to invest in his development, I think would give Basham an edge over Shaq. You also add to the fact that Boogie, I don't want to say he's had a great camp, but he's had some good moments in the preseason so far. The only way this would really go the other way, where Shaq could make the team over Boogie, in a in a case where um, Von is in the equation, would be Boogie's a trade candidate, Shaq is not. So, if you're going to have to cut one of them, Shaq is the guy that you get that will get released. But you would most likely, if you wanted to get rid of Boogie, try to trade him first. You just can't cut a second rounder entering his third year in the league. Uh, I guess technically you could, but. I would I, be far too early for me to get to that point, but those are my five heading into cutdown day. Yeah. And if you think you talk highly about Kingsley, Jonathan, you talk higher of Boogie
0: Basham. quote, Boogie came to play the other day, period. Um, so uh, I mean, that's lock. I mean, unfor- it is what it is. It's lock status. I think that, that they like what they have for him. Um, so I agree with your five, Mike, but I had Kingsley, Jonathan making the roster. He's my sixth defensive end. Um, I think that his talent's too good. They think he, this is a claim game. This is the claim game. This is where you might have to get lean on your roster when it comes to um, comes to the rest of the field. I think he gets claimed. I think he's been good enough. And there's been evidence of him getting claimed by the Bears last year. Uh, he's been good in preseason and, and, and Eric Washington did sway me, he took my final roster spot that I had uh, Flex for all my position groups. I was I like gonna go with a seventh uh, receiver. Was I going to go, you know, where was I going to go, heavy at linebacker? What was it, another DB? What was I going to do, keep Alex Austin? I don't know. But I did choose to keep Kingsley Jonathan. I think they've spoken highly of him. He's a guy that just was called out by his coach for going to be hard to not make the roster. I would not be shocked
2: by Kingsley Jonathan uh, roster spot here. I mean, he killed here. it two straight preseasons for the Bills. Like, he killed it last year, and he's killed it this year. So he's definitely deserving of an opportunity. I, I, I know I put him on my practice squad. Because I just don't think they're going to keep six, but that is a name to watch, and I, I like that you have him making the team because that is an under the radar player that I don't think enough Bills fans uh, realize how talented he truly is. Yeah, so I think then, then to kind of cap that room off, I do agree with the rest
0: of your selections. Um, you know, things might have gotten difficult for a couple of players with with Von Miller. I think he sits the four weeks. I think he'll be back sooner rather than later. What do they do? Do they go to the roster with him in terms of IR? Do they want to have him on PUP? I don't think there's any financial differences between the lists. I'm not really sure which way uh, the team will lean, if there's any benefits within the room for either list or the other. Um, So he will be on a list. Um, and you know that thus benefiting kingsley jonathan and then like you said shack lawson has probably benefited from that scenario as well with him on the list i think more or less you can stash kingsley jonathan um as well so mike defensive tackle time uh will we have any differences probably not but am going to bounce it to mike what do you got going on at D tackle
2: yeah i'm assuming that we're going to be on the same page with D tackle i have five making it uh daquan jones ed oliver uh, Puna Ford, Jordan Phillips, Tim Settle. Uh, I think those five are all solid locks at, at this point. They all are good contributors uh, that you know what to really expect uh, for the most part. Uh, I would be surprised if any of those five get released at this point. I know Jordan Phillips, there are some questions heading into camp. Uh, could he be a surprise cut? I don't think so uh, at this point. I think they, they're going to ride it out with experienced guys that they know they can trust. I know there was some backups on the D-line that have, have had some moments during the summer uh, in August in preseason games, but I just don't think any of them have done enough to surpass those five, and I just can't keep, see keeping a six with some of these tough decisions at the, the back end of the roster. Yeah, I mean, will they make a move, like like I said, will they need to make move a room for Kingsley, Jonathan,
0: or even Cameron Klein by letting someone like Phillips go? It's not crazy. He hasn't played uh, an entire preseason pretty much. He's been coming back. He seems to be always hurt. Uh, there is some reprieve financially um, in getting out of that deal. What will happen? I have him on my roster. I have the exact same five on my roster. I do think he – It is considered in the room, or if they need to keep a younger player like Kingsley Jonathan and still want to go heavy at tight end and heavy at linebacker, they may need to cut from the D-tackle room uh, as well, especially with the emergence of Ford and Settle, who have both been good. Will that push Phillips off the roster? For now, I say no, but they're going to have to have a discussion within the uh, front office room next weekend after the preseason game, um, what they want to do with Jordan Phillips. I don't think it's a stone cold lock, but I do have him on my roster as someone that's you know, able to get it done in this league. Um, the injuries hurt him, but he does save the team, you know, $1.6 million of working cap capital um, just for reference Kingsley, Jonathan. So By making a swap like that. So it is something to consider. For the Bills, that they need to make a roster spot for Kingsley Jonathan, who I do think they want a roster on this team, as well as keeping a cheap. Don't forget the contract styles of these players, Mike, when it comes to like a Richard Garage and a Ryan Vandenmark and maybe even other another tight end, a UDFA tight end, Joel Wilson. I'm not saying Joel Wilson's going to make the team, but that style of decision uh, when it comes to some of these projections, including. Does that make sense, Cameron? Clay, 870k himself. Does it make sense there, or does it make sense to carry the heavier Jordan Phillips on the roster? Is it a decision they're going to make. I have Phillips making the roster right now because I'm going to get lean in my back seven here uh, as we make our picks. But um, I don't think it's crazy that you don't you see him as the one surprise cut or trade here. From one, I think there's a trade from this unit somewhere on the front seven. Like so, that is what I will say. I do think that if McDermott gets 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 Schwifty, I think he trades from this unit as we had to linebacker. So let's see what you have to say about the linebacker room, Mike. It's going to be an interesting one. Do you go deep? Do you go shallow? How many and why?
2: Yeah, so right now I have six linebackers making this team, but it might not be the six that everybody thinks going in. So I'll just I'll just get started, and if I don't say a name that you expect, just stop me and we'll talk about it. So I have Matt Milano, then Terrell Bernard, A.J. Klein, Dorian Williams, Tyler Madikiewicz, and Balen Spector. Okay. Which means I have Dodson getting cut. Now, would that be crazy to cut Dodson after he has essentially been your starting middle linebacker heading into late August? Would it be crazy? I think normally, yes, it would be, but Dodson has been horrendous. He does not have an expensive deal. He is not good in coverage. The the main reason he was brought back was because he had experience with the system to be a guy that you hoped maybe could step up and be a placeholder. He has not shown the ability to do that. The fact that he is getting in these fights in practice, the fact that he has been hot-headed um, during practice, I think shows that this competition is starting to mentally wear on him. I don't think his head is in the right place. And on Saturday, he was just dreadful. He was not good. He, his misplay led to the early touchdown run, and he ended up still being on the field in the fourth quarter. And as we saw last year when O.J. Howard was playing in the fourth quarter, that's probably not a good sign if you're someone that Bill's fans and Bill's coaching staff and management probably assumed was going to be a key contributor to your roster when you're still playing with the third and fourth teamers. So I think Dodson is potentially playing for his roster life at this point. I said going into training camp that I wouldn't be surprised if he was cut I I remember some people thought that was crazy at this point, but I truly believe if Bernard was healthy in playing in the preseason at this moment in time, that Dodson would firmly be considered a cut candidate by the majority of fans. I I believe this is Terrell Bernard's job. Once he is healthy enough to take over and return to the field, unfortunately it's probably going to be AJ Klein's job early in the season due to, Bernard's injury and the lack of preseason reps and not wanting to rush him into game action. But once Bernard is ready, I think they pass the torch to him, and there's just no reason to keep uh, Dodson at that point when he could potentially be your third linebacker. And I'll just say a couple quick things. Obviously, we know Milano's a stud. Uh, Madikavich, you're keeping him for special teams reasons. And Balen Specter, I just don't think they're they're ready to cut him or move on from him yet. Uh, The reason why they even gave him a chance the third day of training camp with the ones is because they've seen enough from him during practice this offseason that they do think he has something more that he can bring to the table. Being a former draft pick, I think they want to continue to develop and see what they can turn that into. I was close. You stole my thunder with the cutting of Dodson. So I do also have Tyrell Dodson,
0: Tyrell Dodson cut. I don't think he's very good. Um, he struggles in, in, against against uh, heavily in zone coverage. Um, Milano had to make up for it on the touchdown. Um, he got could not get off his block against the run, made one run stop late in the game. That's all I saw from him. Um, I'm cutting dots. And the only problem I'm having, Mike, is the $2 million deal, all guaranteed. Um, will the Bills find a trade suitor for him? Because that would be what they're looking to do. Um, they're trying to see if they can trade player for player with someone that you know that's weak at middle linebacker that he might fit their scheme a little bit better in return for a potential right tackle than might be pushing Richard garage to the practice squad. Um, Something along those lines. I, I, I don't think it's crazy. Um, The contract I've got to stay consistent to my contract discussions that I've had pretty much throughout the show when you're making these decisions and I will continue to in the DB room next. Um, But I don't have him making the roster. I'm trying to trade him with all my might though, because he's guaranteed $2 million Uh, this season. So uh, it's expensive. It's expensive. Um, It's value if he's going to get good play out of him. We didn't see it all off season. I think Terrell Bernard starts day one. um,
2: And I do want to say one quick thing about the middle linebacker room too. I I know we were talking earlier about Spencer Brown at right tackle. And now we're talking about Dodson at middle linebacker. The two biggest complaints on this bill's roster are middle linebacker and right tackle. Those are the positions where fans are, questioning being mm-hmm. why didn't you do anything this offseason? I think right tackle was going to be difficult to replace because they would have had to spend a decent chunk of money in free agency to actually get an upgrade. Your other route is drafting someone and all the guys that they probably would have wanted were already taken. And Anton, uh, the, the tackle out of Oklahoma would have been taken by the Jacksonville Jaguars had they not traded back and basically needed to be assured by the bills that we weren't taking him. So, but middle linebacker was a spot where I feel that if the Bills really wanted to, they could have gotten more and more insur- insurance this offseason. There were middle linebackers to be had on cheap enough deals that could have come in and started right away on this Bills team. What that tells me is that the Bills truly did believe that Bernard or Dodson could get them through a year uh, because... There was guys like Levante David and Bobby Wagner that did not get crazy money that were available. But you got to think from the Bills' point of view. The Bills don't want thumpers at middle linebacker anymore. This is a passing league. So uh, what I've been trying to tell people is it's, it's not a surprise to me that in the last two years they've drafted Terrell Bernard, Balin Specter, and Dorian Williams – The Bills are revealing their cards. They're basically saying, we don't want the prototypical middle linebackers that existed 20 years ago that are plugging the hole, that are making tackles in the backfield. We want guys that can cover, that can keep up with uh, the athletic tight ends, that can keep up with running backs. That's why they're looking at a Terrell Bernard. And while Bernard might not be what most fans think of as a middle linebacker, that's what the Bills are are wanting to see this year to see if he can be that guy. So it's really unfortunate that we have been robbed of a preseason uh, viewing him because I truly believe behind one Bill's drive, they're more confident in what Terrell Bernard can do than what the entire fan base is. We have looked at it because we haven't seen him in person. We have just assume that he's going to fail when he gets his opportunity. And I don't think the coaching staff feels that way. And then you add the Dorian Williams pick. I think they're basically taking a 50-50 bet. If Bernard doesn't work out, well, then we have a guy like Williams that could work out. So basically the end, the the middle linebacker conversation, I'm not saying they're in a good spot, but I don't think the team believes they're as in as bad of a spot as what maybe the outside looking in thinks at the moment.
0: Got like six minutes from Mike on linebacker there. That was, uh, <laughs> that, that, that was fairly impressive linebacker discussion um i have five they need to go lean why are you going to go heavy at a position group that's not very good i have specter being cut and going to the practice squad i don't think he gets claimed claimed across the league he conspicuously didn't stop receiving reps uh you know aj klein took the job over him i thought it was a pretty one for one can he beat out klein um and he couldn't um and i'm a and i'm a specter fan and i'm not really high on klein but i think klein is the contingency plan for bernard and I think Dorian Williams has played so well this preseason that he's going to, you know, um, Washington couldn't answer to what position he's going to play. That's a good sign, not a bad sign. That means that they're going to probably give him middle linebacker reps. They would have said no. Our plan is to stay the course, have him be the backup to to Milano, and we'll see him in certain packages or here and there when needed. Uh, but I don't think that that door is closed. So I think when you factor in Bernard uh, Williams and klein and then you have depth and in that in and a pinch uh, for special teams i think you go five here i don't you only play two and then you have rap in dying situations and in big nickel and in big dime um he is a five and a half as we'd like to say you know 11 and a half personnel on offense i think you see the same here he is a, essentially a pseudo linebacker and so is Taryn johnson so um it's pretty straightforward i think you keep five you need to go lean somewhere and that's where I have Kingsley Jonathan making the team. You have um, you know, Spectre, and maybe it's actually Phillips that doesn't make the team and both of those do. So we'll have to see exactly where the bills play and what can they do with this $2 million Dodson contract that is uh, sticking out like a sore thumb. It's not a huge deal. They cut Howard, but they'd like to not have to eat that because you have to cut him and still roster, you know, in this case, you know, AJ Klein, you know, you're still going to have to pay him about a million bucks. So it's not ideal uh, to have his replacement. Um, but someone like Specter, who's probably on an $800,000 deal, um, that softens it a little bit, but it's still pretty expensive to have to. Um, to, have to look at Mike, we're going to corner now. Uh, as we look through the corner room, fun room, not much debate. I don't believe, it just depends how many you're going to keep and whom, but I don't believe there's not, there's not really, a, there's a battle obviously a corner two kind of, but there's not really much roster battle. So what what are your, how many corners in who?
1: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: So I, I have six corners making it right now. Trey, uh, Tredavious, uh Dane Jackson as the two, Taron Johnson as your slot corner, yeah. followed by Christian Benford, Kyer Elam, and Siren Neal. Um, I was thinking about keeping Cam Lewis, whatever you want to categorize him, as a backup safety corner, whatever, Yep. I think Ham Lewis has played well enough this camp to deserve a roster spot. But when I'm looking at all these guys uh, on this team, I just couldn't, I couldn't give him the final spot. As much as I wanted to him being a UB product, to. Um, has had his moments on the bills. I couldn't find a spot for Cam Lewis. Wow. And then Alex wow. Austin, uh, I see him getting cut, going to the practice squad. I don't know if Cam Lewis is a guy that they would be able to get to the practice squad or if somebody else would claim him, but those would be my, my six corners uh, going into the regular season. Okay.
0: Interesting. Interesting enough. I do think they consider Cam Lewis. I what's fun. What's funny and interesting is I can't get this out of my head, Mike. They love Cam Lewis. I can't get out of my head that you know they tried him over certain safeties last year. That's how much they liked him. They like him on special teams. They sat Taron Johnson in a preseason game because they were worried about depth and nickel. Uh, if you were worried about him making the roster, in my opinion, I think it, it, it's it's a struggle to me to see why you don't have Cam Lewis on the on the roster. I have Cam Lewis on this roster. Um, I think that he takes Neil's spot to the same reasons that I've been, what are the reasons I've been using for most of my roster projections? And I think I'm going to hit on some of them, money. Saran Neal, you saved $2.3 million um, by releasing. You're going to need to save some money to get Dodson off the roster if that's the way you decide to go. Uh, I do think they go younger. We've seen that Neil can't play at all. He cannot play defense. At some point, at that dollar, he is a good special teamer, but at that dollar amount, you need to move on. You need to make sure um, that you have a younger player that's cheaper. Um, I have the same unit as you do exactly across the board, but my last spot's going to Cam Lewis over Saran Neal. Um, And that's why they've been given so many special team spots to other gunners. Uh, Justin Shorter, Cam Lewis himself. Uh, You've mentioned Andy Isabella and his reps. Um, So I do believe that they're trying to replace him um, on special teams in in a dying special teams era – um, so we're gonna see if they really value special teams at three point three million dollars, or if they're gonna go with Cam Lewis, who they think is a good special teamer himself, and can maybe play defense a little bit better, as he is the backup nickel per their depth chart and per Sean McDermott.
2: Kevin, ideally, I would do the same exact thing you're doing here. the The, the question is, what are the Bills going to do? So, my personally, I'm I'm keeping Neil because that's what I think the Bills are going to do. I think at the end of the day, they're going to prioritize his special teams contributions because it's not like he has changed uh, over the years. He, basically the, the Sarah Neal Neil that we see now is the guy that we saw a few years ago and they've continually uh, used the roster spot on him. So uh, it wouldn't, it, it would require a change by the bills and their philosophy uh, of building a roster for this to happen. Now, Cam Lewis might be the guy that's good enough to make them address this and make a change because they do love Cam Lewis as a fill-in at a lot of these other positions. They know what they're going to get from him defensively. So I would love to see it. I hope that Cam Lewis makes this team. Uh, we'll we'll just have to see how it eventually plays out.
0: Yeah, interesting enough
2: there um
0: safety don't think there's any eh, I don't think there will be any debate we each have four spots left on our roster um I went light at linebacker Mike added the extra linebacker I added the extra um upstart defensive end uh 26 defensive players each 24 offensive players each on our roster three specialists where there's no debate on the specialist positions um what are your safeties Mike I don't think you have any yeah I, I think
2: we're pretty safe on this uh, no one's sneaking in Dean Marlowe over okay. the, the other four that we have so it's going to be Micah Jordan Taylor and uh, DeMar Hamlin uh, rounding it out and I know there was talk about Demar Hamlin back uh, in minicamp that would he be part of this team would he actually be playing football Absolutely. this year well I think we saw during the preseason not only is he going to be playing uh, football in 2023 but he actually can uh, can still contribute at a decent level uh he he, he showed some flashes during these a few games, and it looks like DeMar is 100% ready to go, uh, albeit as a backup this, this year. But uh, I was encouraged by what I saw from him the last two games. Interesting
0: enough. Yeah, there is – I mean, the, the first three are stone-cold locks, one, two, three. There was some debate over Hamlin. He came back and made sure to solidify the four to I me. Mean, he was the number two safety last year and most of the season, now going back to his four role, adding great depth to the team. Uh, struggles in coverage, just straight up good in run stop, good in run support. Tor- torpedo, good special teamer. I like Hamlin. Uh, his can- contract's not guaranteed due to the situation. Um, I mean, there's not much to be said there. I think uh, he's a, he's he's as lucky as a lot can be. I think it's bad press. It's bad PR. I think he's a good player. There's just so many reasons that it just doesn't make a lot of sense to move on from him at this point. Um, and he's looked good. Um, just just he he has earned the fourth safety spot. I haven't seen much else behind him. I've seen a little bit from from Zane Anderson on special teams, um, but you know, not enough from anybody to uh, to push the issue. Uh, so I have the same four. Finishing up my practice squad as well, though, I think Alex Austin from the unit we just talked about, uh, we didn't bring him up. I think he goes right to the practice squad with Jamarcus Ingram, two guys they do like and want to continue to develop, to develop um, at the corner spot. So they'll be going to my, uh, to my practice squad as well. And I think they put Zane Anderson on the practice squad to round off uh, their 16-man practice squad that I've gone over uh, as well. So Mike and I agree on the safety position for each, the same four, uh, almost the same DBs, but I have Lewis, he has Saran Neal. He has the ability to – Mike is picking who they think the coaching staff likes, but I also think they like Cam Lewis. So we'll see how that works out um, as they kind of make their roster selections. Our defenses are fairly similar. I have Kingsley Jonathan, he has Baylen Spector. He has him on his practice squad. I have Balen Specter on my practice squad. So, kind of just a few different uh, different changes there. And real quickly to go over my practice squad real quick: free agent quarterback or Matt Barkley. We'll see which way they go there. Uh, Mims, I do have it. I have Ty Johnson making the practice squad as a vet. Isabella as a vet. Shavers, Quentin Morris. Uh, I have Wilson, um, Anderson, Butker, Klein, um, Cameron Klein. That is um, Balen Specter. Howard, uh, Traven Howard, the linebacker, who I thought has shown enough to be on the practice squad there. Jamarcus Ingram is going to make the practice squad, in my opinion. They like him. Um, Anderson, the safety, and Alex Austin uh, making the practice squad with my final spot being between trying to keep Broker or not uh, with some of those linemen that I had earlier. So that kind of sums up, and we have the same specialist. There isn't even a battle anywhere mm-hmm. to be had. I don't think Sam Martin had his best day. I don't know if that was a deliberate outkick his coverage to see what special teams could do on that return. I thought that was a bad punt, Um, a situation where Corey Bajorquez used to put the Bills in where he outkicked his coverage and left them in bad situations. But I'm wondering if that was deliberate to see what your gunners could do. Uh, And Dorian Williams succeeded and no one else did on that specific rep. So um, I don't know if that was deliberate or not. If not, it was a horrible punt. If it was deliberate, I kind of get the theory there. Sam Martin hasn't had the best preseason, in my opinion, but that could be all situational based on what they're looking to see from the kicker unit, a kicker punter unit. Obviously, Bass got his extension. He's locked, and Reed Ferguson is the guy in the parking lot if you need to send somebody to IR uh, that you cut and then re-sign uh, so you can send someone to, to, to IR. There's no uh, So far, there's no candidates for that right now, Mike, that we know of uh, outside of it, they want to put Vaughn on IR instead of PUP. And outside of uh, an injury, we don't really know how severe they are, like uh, someone they want to stash, like Greg Manns, or if Damian Harris is more injured than we think, something along those lines. So what do you think of the final roster that you have developed here, Mike? What are your final thoughts on whether it's special teams or return specialists, um, kick punt returner? Do you have Hardy winning both? Like, I guess, sum it all up for us.
2: Yeah, I, I have Hardy, obviously, as the punt returner. I think it could be Hardy or Secure. Uh, as the kick returner I really don't have a preference either way if they do have Hardy as involved in the offense as what I think they could this year uh, I think maybe it would make sense to have secure be the the starting kick returner especially as he moves down the depth chart uh, give him something to kind of uh, to kind of contribute to this team uh, if he's going to end up being as low on the depth chart as it looks like he might be uh, at this point but my, my main takeaways is this is the deepest Bills roster that we've seen during the Sean McDermott era, which means it's probably the deepest Bills team uh, that we've seen uh, of since going back to the mid-'90s, early-'90s, back when they were loaded uh, on both sides of the ball. Um, and it, it might sound crazy to say that, but they really did add depth throughout this roster this year. And the fact that we're, we're talking about these bottom of the 53, um, Battles, and we're still naming guys that have contributed and, and made solid plays and the contributions to this team during the preseason. Says that uh, this is a really good team and a really good roster. Now, the, the one thing I'd be somewhat worried if I was a fan is when is the decline ultimately going to start with some of the older players on this Bills squad? Uh, there's going to be questions about Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. When are they going to finally start going down? Uh, in their careers. I don't think it's this year, but uh, at some point they're going to regress. When Von Miller gets back, is he going to be 100%? Um, it, when you're looking at some of the, the unknowns, right tackle, middle linebacker, what are they going to get out of those spots? But other than those uh, questions, this is a solid roster throughout that I think should be expected to contend for an AFC East division title and, and hopefully make a, a run in the playoffs. Uh, it's obviously a much more difficult AFC this year, so nothing is guaranteed. But this is a team I, I expect to be competing for a Super Bowl at the end of the year with the likes of Kansas City and Cincinnati. Well, there you have it.
0: There is our roster. Our main difference is being I have Sternberger slash free agent. Mike has Quentin Morris. Um, I have Garage. Mike has Quezenberry. So Mike's taking the field. Mike is taking Chalk. Um, on his, you normally, I get a, I get a random projection from Mike, but he's
2: going shock. Uh, no, there's year. no Bobby Hart's this year, uh, to the, okay. to the disappointment of everyone. Yeah, no, Mike went shock on his selections. Uh, took the
0: one seeds in the, in the scenarios. Um, we'll see if those, those play out for him there with Quentin Morris, uh, went bail Specter. Obviously that's still a draft pick. So I wouldn't call that a, I would consider that still a fairly decent chance specter could see the roster. Um, Also went with Phillips on Mike's roster. I went Kingsley, Jonathan making my roster um, instead of specter really being our difference on defense. And I took cam Lewis, Mike took the incumbent and uh, chalk picking Sarah Neal. So we'll see how it all plays out. But other than that, uh, fairly similar rosters and one position to still look out for quarterback, backup quarterback and the backup running back spots. I think both of those positions I uh, wouldn't be shocked to see an ad somewhere on this roster this specific season. And I don't go heavy at linebacker because we talk about how bad the unit is. I don't think there's a reason to stash Dodson, um, Maticavich, Klein, uh, especially when you have Bernard and Williams as well. So I think they just go with one vet, Klein versus Dodson. And I don't think Spectre did enough um, post OTAs to keep this job as he did not see uh, much time with the ones. I think they'll try to sneak him to the practice squad and hope to continue his development with Trayvon Howard. Uh, there as the two practice squad linebackers, but Mike, what a, what a great show! Put in a great hour and fifteen minutes. Check out Underdog Sports as well for fantasy ball. promo code Cover One. And as always, please smash the like button to our show, and watch out for Cutdown Day. One week from today, we're doing a Cutdown Day show on Kevin Syracuse on uh, newly uh, producer Kevin Syracuse uh, coming over from Buffalo Fanatics. We're excited to have him here and excited to have him on the show replacing irreplaceable A.J. Sabolski over there from A.J.'s analysis on the Buffalo Rumblings uh, podcast network on Mondays. So we can't really uh, forget any of that, Mike. So how are you feeling with everything going into cut down day, cut down day trades? Does Brandon Bean do something for us to talk about next Tuesday on the cut down day show?
2: So I don't think anything is really going to happen before then. I am excited for the preseason contest against the Bears just to see some of the the backups, see how they perform, see if there's uh, anybody that gives one last uh, stand to try to make this roster and earn their way on. But ultimately, what I'm looking for is after cut down day. Is there a a middle linebacker out there? Will there be a right tackle out there or a backup quarterback that makes sense to bring onto this roster. Uh, Ideally you would love to add some depth um, at any of those three positions, uh, but reality might not be so kind. Uh, The fact is uh, if a team is releasing a right tackle or someone that has started in the past, the reason they're getting cut is because they probably didn't perform uh, during uh, the summer, or maybe they're regressing or they don't have it anymore. So, the options at tackle probably not going to be that strong personally at middle linebacker how much of uh, a player do you have to be to be an upgrade over what they have at middle linebacker right now I don't think you need to be incredible to be uh, a potential upgrade so I could see them being in the market as someone in the middle linebacker um, a a solid middle linebacker gets cut Uh, but other than that, I'm, I'm not really expecting a lot going forward. If they got a new backup quarterback, fine. Uh, I, I don't think okay. any of us have really been overly impressed by what we've seen behind Josh. And then, like you said, tight end. If they want to bring in a blocking tight end, a cheap contract to be uh, a quality third um, tight end on this roster, I'm okay with that as well. But I don't expect any season-defining uh, moves in the final few weeks before the season starts. Definitely nothing like lawyer Malloy to the Bills back back in the day uh, from New England and then starting uh, a few days later. So I, I think it's going to be a relatively uh, quiet, uneventful period. But who knows?
0: It's going to be very interesting going forward. Just do not, do not, do not, do not get over-exaggerated from the – Poor play of the offensive line. There's been good moments. The interior is much better. It's the Chiefs' model of protecting Josh Allen up front, just like they do Patrick Mahomes. It's the model of if he can't have pressure in his face, uh, he can make things happen, especially where Dan Dawkins is good throughout the majority of the season. Um, And that's nothing to worry about. So I do believe that even with good interior O-line play, which I'm pretty excited about, I do believe with that, Josh can make anything happen. He's a $45 million quarterback. You can't have a $45 million player and a 30 million right tackle and a 20 million left tackle. He needs to make up for any deficiencies on the roster. You can't have first round picks at every single spot uh, across the roster and or pick a player um, in the draft that you think it should have been picked over Terrell Bernard. I think Terrell Bernard starts. and I think Dorian Williams was also a good pick. So um, they needed that linebacker depth. It was horrible uh, on this roster um, and I think that you see Bernard or Dorian Williams take charge of this defense. And I think the bills know what they're doing at the middle linebacker position, especially next to Matt Milano and with the emergence of Taylor rap as well um, to kind of ease some of the sub packaging away from that player. So there's a lot to really dissect there as rap is to me, my sixth linebacker that I didn't keep on my roster, but fairly same rosters tune into the cut down day show next week. Uh, we have, Besides nice coverage coming up with Ant, we have, you know, cover on Buffalo tomorrow. Uh, we have Buffalo late night with Thomas. Uh, you know, so we have the Greg Thompson sports show on Friday. Uh, and then we have um, under review with Joe DeRosa on Saturday. And then to, uh, Monday uh, as well with my guy, uh, David Foxy, and uh, his new co-host Uber. So we're looking forward to the next week of shows and then leading right into our Cutdown Day show next Tuesday. But as always from the Going Deep podcast, I'm Kevin, that's Mike, and we'll catch you here Tuesday at 7 to go over the cuts, go over the final roster, see who got more picks right, and talk about potential claims and roster additions and moves around the league as well. So we look forward to seeing you guys uh, next Tuesday right here live on YouTube. Oh, 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 O'Reilly! It's Superstart Battery Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Get up to a $25 gift card after
1: rebate with the purchase of select Superstart batteries. Our professional parts people will test your old battery for free and recommend the right battery for your vehicle. For power, performance, and reliability, choose Superstart Batteries only at O'Reilly Auto Parts.
0: Oh, 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 O'Reilly! Auto Parts.